This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1. This is The Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. You can start to feel bliss while you're vacuuming. I don't know if I've tried that or not. Do I want to try it? What is it? Very complex, very interesting. Flogging, whipping, caning. So there I was in my high heels and my little dress. So it is purely a stigma. Healthy sexual expression with other humans. I went to the local women's health centre and went, I think I'm a lesbian, is there a support group? They don't know quite how to talk about it. It's actually a core skill in relationships. That has always worked for me. Today I'm welcoming Mama May, who is a yoni mapping therapist here in Cairns, to talk to us about what is yoni mapping. Welcome, May. Thank you, Ella. So I'd love to hear a bit about what this modality is, uh, perhaps even starting with, I'm sure some of our listeners, the word yoni wouldn't be familiar. So can you share a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so um, yoni mapping therapy, I'll just start with the word yoni. So it's a Sanskrit word for the entire female genitalia and reproductive system. So that includes the vulva, uterus, vagina, cervix, fallopian tubes and ovaries. And basically it translates to sacred space. It's also a place of birth, origin, source, spring, fountain, abode and home. So that's kind of what yoni translate to how beautiful um, yeah that's really um <laughs> like wor- words that are full of worship rather than like you said yeah. just describing a, a body part that's lovely it is and i think that's the whole kind of um frequency and energy of yoni mapping therapy as i guess opposed to maybe going to see a physiotherapist or getting a pelvic examination or a pap smear or something like that it's kind of the intention is totally different which we'll kind of get into but yeah it's it's really not just kind of examining or the the yoni or the vulva it's more kind of in in reverence of this sacred space and connecting to and seeing what is expressed from there so there's no kind of judgment or goal going into that space as Mm. opposed to yeah perhaps some of the other therapies but yeah we'll get into that I guess wow (laughs) lovely so so what is it what happens if you go to see a yoni mapping therapist. Yoni mapping therapy was created by Bonnie Bliss, who had a background in tantra and had worked overseas. And you know, she had lots of experience in that world, doing sexological body work and doing counselling and you know, massage and different body work. But from her experience, and I guess a lot of people could probably relate. You know, that the, the blurriness of sexological work and perhaps certain practitioners that uh, don't practice you know, consent and boundaries and I think just from her working in the industry for a long time she felt like there really needed to be some regulation and some kind of code of con- conduct that that happened because obviously with women we can hold a lot of trauma in that area so going to a practitioner you know you you're kind of putting yourself in a vulnerable vulnerable position and just from her experience she just wanted to make sure that 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 it was a safe space that people were coming to and and she really wanted to create the modality for women by women and that's not to say there aren't amazing male practitioners and there is out there 
but I think just from her experience, she wanted to create create that, this modality for for women, and it's basically like a gentle and respectful guided tour of of your yoni mm. with with a practitioner, but not just kind of like a, a quick process it's a three-hour consultation so the first hour I guess is just kind of meeting each other and you know having a cup of tea you know answering some questions and kind of you know having the the formalities in in, in process before and running through everything um, but then also just kind of really co-regulating with each other and just focusing on relaxing the nervous system and you know looking at what the history is been and what you know particular issue or or interest or why you know you want to come along to a session to explore this region and then if you you know we, we talk through the process so if at any time you know you feel uncomfortable then we can just kind of stop and and we don't have to progress further but if everything is running well then you know we can move into some exercises that you can do at home so it's not just a, a kind of yoni massage kind of thing it's a holistic session so we, we we're aiming to give the the client something to take home with them like a, a, a you know a daily practice or some kind of way that they can connect with their yoni depending on where they're at so there's kind of some exercises they can do before we move into any body work so they can take that home with them and then, then we do move into kind of a massage, full body massage, and then we then, you know, potentially move into the outer and inner kind of yoni mapping and um, process around that. So, You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Alice Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman. Like, I have needs now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to one gender or another, it changes all the time. Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been attracted to myself. <laughs> so they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. It's a secret. Mind blowing. The terminology is really curious to me. You sort of said a guided tour of the area and mapping. It sounds like an exploration of helping Yoni owners to get in touch with that area. I mean, obviously, you know, it starts with a massage. It sounds really pleasurable. Is it a sort Mm -hmm. of sexual experience? Or or I guess that's hard to tease out, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of something that's surprising that people have is that that it's actually not really that sexual because obviously it's a sexual region, but there's so much more that can arise before pleasure happens. Mm. So if, when we're talking about um, mapping an area in relation to what we do, it's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of people don't have a proprioceptive map of their genitals. They just haven't had the education or have just gone off the cultural and social kind of information that we have, which is often incorrect. So often we don't even have a map of that area. So I guess to begin with, it's 
the, the process of having a tour is actually a, a naming and touching mm. um, to, to kind of claim that wow. area and to actually kind of, yeah, have that feel, oh, okay, this is where my labia is or this is, you know, where my G-spot is or whatever. It's like you can look at diagrams and have that mental map, but often it's not what correlates to our physical map because we have maps that are created in our brain, but our the nerves, the brain nerves that extend into our body, is they, they kind of have their own maps, I guess. And so, you know, the whole process of yoni mapping is to connect the brain to, you know, the pathways into the body to connect them. So by naming and claiming and, and kind of mapping this area where igniting and lighting up areas of our brain that haven't been connected hmm. to that space. It's like lighting up this Christmas tree. Oh, wow, you know, I didn't feel sensation there before and now I do. I didn't know that that space was so big or I didn't know. There's just so many sensations hmm. that we don't experience through just intercourse or and often because of the shame that we feel around our sexuality and genitals we don't take the time to, to get mm. to know ourselves in a slow kind of reverent and loving way you know yoni mapping is that kind of ceremony to have that experience which can be quite overwhelming because often we haven't experienced touch in that way or yeah we we, we, we just have just been totally blocked off to that area mm. it's kind of been blank how did you find your way towards this modality? I think for me, kind of through personal experience, that when, you know, as a young child, around 10, 11, I kind of started to explore my body and kind of start to map that kind of genital area. Most women, we grow, we never grow up in maybe a religious environment or a, we all, we've all grown up in a patriarchal society that pretty much shames women's sexuality. Mm. So if somebody says, oh, stop that don't do that often we're like oh okay well that's bad you know yeah, like so I totally so... shut down mm. shut down exploration from that point <clears throat> you know we're exposed to all these sexual images of women you know on billboards and it's like so we're exposed to all this crazy sexualization of women but then as women we're not given any sex education and we're not you know we're given pretty lame you know education at school and often our parents haven't given us great information so there's this huge gap between our genitals and you know like how to have pleasure and experience sexuality you know with ourselves and then with a partner kind of thing mm. what really interested me in yoni mapping was well there was like still a huge gap you know even though i've had had a lot of sexual experiences and whatever in my life it was like something inside of me was like oh yeah i have to i want to do that because it was naturally this kind of intuitive kind of thing that i wanted to do to learn about my body but never really kind of explored that. And I guess growing up, I grew up as a, a dancer. I did dance exams and was always very conscious of my body and got into choreography and so always used my body to kind of create language and story and, and then later on kind of got into health science and got into personal training and weight training. And then later, as when we kind of met, was through yoga and learning about yogic anatomy and the body not just as a machine but more of the energetic aspects of our anatomy and I think through learning about that and kundalini yoga specifically was very much about moving sexual energy through the body and it's just this really powerful energy that we have that we can tap into. You're listening to the evolution of intimacy. 
I'm Ella Shannon, and my guest is Mama May talking to us about yoni mapping. As a woman, I want to be fully empowered. I don't want to just kind of wonder if there's more. I really wanted to go deeper into it and really embody what it means to actually have a map of that region, mm. of the pelvic region. The timing of the course actually coincided with the pregnancy of my first son. Mm. So it couldn't have come at a, at a better time. And one of the yoni mapping sessions that I had was with a birthing expert who had lots of experience mapping pregnant women. And so that was one of my earliest experiences with yoni mapping. And that kind of transmission from her was just mind-blowing in the Mm. sense that such a reverence for that space and just kind of discovering that area that my baby was going to be birthed through to know what a cervix felt like what the off felt like where the baby was going to move through do meditations at that point and really ground into the physical and energetic space that the pelvic region has yeah i work with lots of couples as a sexologist that after baby has come can be a bit confronting getting back into Mm -hmm. sexual intimacy so I can imagine something like this could be a really gentle empowering way to kind of rediscover your body after these changes yeah absolutely I mean I can't recommend enough I guess maybe even having a session before so you can meet yourself in both places like have that connection before you birth and then because that just gives you that strength I guess and embodiment and connection when you're when you're birthing your baby but then afterwards it can be yeah like for me personally it was quite scary to there's a bit of birth trauma that can be I had an episiotomy I had a second degree tear so that was like really confronting obviously as a yoni mapping therapist like I looked at my yoni before and after and Mm. I was like oh my god so somebody that does look at my yoni and has that connection so I can imagine if you didn't have that connection it could be really terrifying Mm. to to lose that. So May if people are interested and would like to know more about your work do you have a website where they can look you up or anything like that? Well, I've got a Facebook site called Yoni Mapping with May. We do have a Yoni Mapping Therapy site as well, which has got all the information and different practitioners in different locations around Australia. There is 25 practitioners that are trained in Australia and some are spotted around the world as well. The website is yonimappingtherapy.com if people want to go into that. And then if you find a therapist, you can find me on there as well. Beautiful. May, thank you so much for coming and talking to me on Evolution of Intimacy today. It's been really interesting to hear about Yoni mapping. It sounds like such a beautiful modality. So great to chat, Ella. Thank you for the time. You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Ella Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman. Like, I have needs now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to one gender or another, it changes all the time. Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been attracted to myself. (laughs) So they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. 
It's a secret. Mind-blowing. Following that lovely interview with Mama May about yoni mapping, we're going to hear a little bit further about sex after childbirth from Cassie. Cassie, my guest, is a sex therapist and educator, and she's here today to talk to us about sex after childbirth. Welcome, Cassie. Hi, thank you for having me. I think this is an issue that a lot of couples and people face. Can you share a little bit about your interest and your work in this area? So I've always been a bit curious about pregnancy and how it works. Obviously being a sex educator and a sex therapist, my interest aligned with how does it work after you've had a baby? How does sex change? How does your relationship change? And how does your body change? And how does that all come together? So something I've been interested in for a while, but now recently having had a child myself, I've noticed I was prepared, I was educated, I knew how the body could change, I knew how I could change, but I still wasn't prepared for the way that sex changed after so that sort of increased my passion quite a bit. So helpful when you're supporting people and you've gone through that experience yourself, I imagine. What are some of the things that you're seeing couples or women present with? I think quite a few people are quite surprised by changes people expect. You know, you get sort of told, oh yeah, you can start having sex again after six weeks, and but you're not necessarily prepared, so you might not be ready, your body might not be ready, and sometimes even your partner might not be ready by that six-week point, but people sort of see it as a goalpost, and if I'm not having sex by that point, maybe there's something wrong. So there's a lot of people who aren't really prepared for how they might not be ready for sex, and then there's a lot of people who feel like maybe there's a lot of pressure to have sex at that point. The world's not going to end if you don't have sex by that six-week point. It can be an issue when there's that marker and people want to hold on to that as a bit of a time goal. What do you think is the issue for people? Is it painful or has things changed in terms of the body? What happens for people that makes that difficult? Yeah, look, it could be any of those factors. I mean, um, pain in sex after childbirth is quite common. As the same with body changes, sometimes people just don't feel sexy because my body doesn't look the way it used to before. Which has just been through this amazing, for some people, for some people quite traumatic experience. Not necessarily going to feel to you the same way it would have before. It can be body changes, it can, and it can just be you've got a child now, and that child is probably screaming you know, every two hours, every night, you haven't had enough sleep. That baby wants you to hold them all the time so you're a bit touched out. It'd be hard to touch your partner after you've been touching this other human constantly. And so there's all these other factors that can impact that too. Yeah, I can imagine if you're exhausted, you're not feeling very sexy. You're just wanting to go to bed at any moment yes. that you've got spare. Definitely. And, you know, finding that time that you can sleep is so hard, let alone trying to also find time that you can be intimate with your partner. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of your work is just really normalising this and helping people to recognise that there's no hurry and that it's an individual journey. Is there any advice that you give to couples or the person that had the baby about how to navigate these changes? My biggest thing is communication and even if you and your partner before you had the baby or even after having the baby think that you have the best communication skills ever, there's always some other communication strategy that might help you a little bit more. So just work out what works best for you guys. Make sure that you're being clear. Both of you are being clear about what you want and what you need out of the relationship and what's missing. And just, you know, sometimes we wish we would cuddle more. It might be the thing that comes up for one of you, but the other one is like, actually, right now, 
that's not something that we can work towards because it's just not possible for me at the moment. So what can we do to get to a point that we can work towards it? So sometimes it's not setting the goal of what we want in the end. It's setting the goal to get to the point where we can work towards that goal. Mm. So finding what's reasonable for now but recognising yeah. that these things change so quickly when you've got a little one and that it's not an end point. If you are getting ready to think about having sex again, start with yourself. I would, it can be hard, but if you can schedule someone else to take care of your little one for a while and just give yourself a date, have a nice bubble bath, a meal on your own, try some masturbation yourself before you start with a partner, just so that you can figure out what might have changed for you. Even if sex is enjoyable, what you enjoy might have changed after giving birth. Figuring out what it is you like again is going to be really important. What about for the partners? How would you support them to navigate through? My first bit of advice would be to remember that your partner most likely hasn't stopped loving you. They still care for you. They still want you in their life. You've just got another person that they have to figure out how to fit you both in. And that little person, you can survive without, without that love and without that affection. That little person can't. So they're going to be the priority for a little while. Make sure you do some self-love too. Your partner can't necessarily fill that need, so make sure you find a time that you can fill it yourself so that you are able to get that affection and love that you need without putting too much pressure on your partner. Yeah. Do you think that some partners feel a sense of rejection when they're not having that level of intimacy or even attention than before Bubs came along? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely we can feel that way. I know that my partner felt a bit like that for a while and I know that plenty of clients that I work with whose partners definitely feel like they're... You can also feel like your child's rejecting you too because the child was generally attached to that main caregiver, at least while they're really little, um, a little bit more than the secondary carer. Sometimes you can feel rejected by both your partner and your child and that can be really hard and really heartbreaking. But that will pass. That's not forever. So if you can, just keep communicating your feelings. Make sure that you're talking to each other and being open to how each other are feeling um, and try to be patient because that time will pass. Mm. Patience, that's a tricky one sometimes when you feel like your needs aren't being met. But I think, you know, the main thing I'm really hearing from you is recognising this is a point in time and if you keep that beautiful communication going you'll be able to move through this and it will shift and change. And also find someone you can communicate with outside of your relationship. If that's a friend, if that's a professional. I've been speaking to sex educator and therapist Cassie Drummond about sex after childbirth. Thank you so much Cassie for coming on the show. You've been listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon. We're feeling juicy the whole day. Every desire I could possibly think of. What sort of impact would it have? They want it, they're going to go and get it. They don't think of long-term consequences. Oh, did that feel really nice? Oh, yes, that felt really delicious. Being able to feel good about my body again, that's been a huge thing. All anybody really wants in this world is to feel seen and heard. We actually do have a lot that connects us physically. It's making people feel good. There is a real sense of hopefulness that returns in the relationship. A really beautiful thing. 
take that beauty and that calmness and that bliss and that sense of peace out into the world. Thank you for listening and I hope we've inspired you with our juicy conversations on this episode of The Evolution of Intimacy. If you would like to go deeper, you can book a session of relationship counselling, sex therapy or individual counselling via my website. I work in person in Cairns, tropical far north Queensland, or I can meet you online anywhere in the world. Or you might prefer to go at your own pace with my 12-lesson Relationship and Intimacy online course. To book or to listen to previous episodes, visit my website, ellashannon.com, or follow me on the socials at Evolution of Intimacy. Finally, please go to iTunes and write me a quick review if you're feeling kind. Thank you, lovelies, and see you next time. This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1.